Welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Spirit-Led Summer series. Yeah, it's God, not me. <laughs> um, so, hi everyone. What a summer. <laughs> hi you lot. Um, it's been an amazing summer, but I've had an awful lot on my mind for the last three years. Um, I've been studying a master's in theology, ministry, and mission, and uh, to be a family, uh, well, children, young people, and family specialist. It's a bit of a mouthful. But on that journey, it's been absolutely amazing. As much as I've really tested my husband's patience, put my children through like those times of going, no, leave me alone, I don't want to talk to you. Um, I've learned so much and grown so much, and they've been amazing and supportive, and that's what family do. And then this summer has been full of family things. In fact, oh, Adele's just that up thank you um that's up for everyone because i've recently sort of popped back onto facebook and found this amazing quote church is not an organization you join it is a family where you belong a home where you are loved and a hospital where you find healing but the bit in that is family and loved And my whole summer has been full of family and love. And I wanted to share my thoughts on how we can keep it going. Because I even see it in the young people. We we went off to new wine and four of us, yeah, four of us had a week on our own serving with our new wine family. And um, it was amazing. We were loved by everyone. We were able to love others. We were able to pray for others, and even on that thought, it wasn't this week that happened to us, but a young person who wasn't a Christian came and served on team, and we all grew with her. We went on that journey with her, and by the end of the week, she gave herself to Jesus, and you know, those amazing, they seem quite tiny sometimes but they're ma- this is a massive thing in her life and Jacob, Joe, Grace and I were absolutely privileged to witness and be part of that journey so our, our new wine family our church family over the world in our, our country, in our towns and our communities our church family how blessed, how privileged are we and then our own families. So throughout the summer, I've been reminded of that with new wine, with coming home to my small family in the house, to then um, being with my church family, to then all my family, because I do have a number of children that now have their own children, and spending the summer with them has been tiring but lovely and the love is amazing amongst all of those situations so I just wanted to talk about how we can build that intergenerational community how we can have these talks and involve our young people 
how we can just get to know each other more. And we frequently compare the church to a large family made up of people from many walks of life, many ages, who have been called by their shared love to God to worship and serve him. And throughout the Bible, we encounter this notion of God's people living, learning, and laughing together. With the crowds of all ages following Jesus and sharing the loaves and fishes in John 6, verse 9. And we had a really good example of that with Western Church Fest back in July, where we all came together. And uh, from that, we learned that God's love was shared in abundance at each event. People from different churches meeting and working together. And God, we know, will take whatever we have and magnify it beyond anything we can imagine. Another example, the whole community standing with King Jehoshaphat as he prayed for help in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 13. And all the people listening to Ezra reading the book of the law in Nehemiah 8. Throughout the Bible, we see a picture of an intergenerational community of believers seeking and following God. So segmenting people into groups to better give what they want has been one of the ways we've tried to address various needs. And on my journey with my, my uh, degree, the, the interest of going back in history on how the first Sunday school was started. And it wasn't actually to give the children a room at the back of church. It was for the children that worked really hard through the week to then learn and grow and love and get to know Jesus. So we frequently base them on age, the over 50s, I'm not in that one, toddlers, children, adolescents, 20s to 30s, and so forth. And if we offer multiple services on a Sunday, they frequently fall into categories like a, a family-friendly one with kids' groups, a more sedate older session. And the lack of an intergenerational community can result from these groups, even though they do serve needs. And more of my research looked at how we go about building the intergenerational community that God envisioned when the advantages are obvious. In addition to fostering better discipleship, it also fosters a positive environment. A quote from one of the many books I was subject to reading over the last three years, Rachel, who is now, I thank God for her, a really good friend of mine, and she's amazing and, uh, and a great encourager. And she said, when a multi-generational community works the way it should, every member feels needed, seen, loved, and useful to each other's spiritual discipleship and the kingdom of God. And then in another book, um, I was subject to, 
which again was amazing. There's quite a few about sticky faith, and you might have heard about sticky faith, but this participation in multi-generational churches is a key factor for teens developing sticky faith. And that was what my dissertation, my final word of the, those three years was, why do young people leave church? Now, I know a lot of us come back at different ages. Seeds are planted when they're younger. But why do they leave church when they sort of hit that, those teenage years? You know, they've got a lot going on. What course am I going to do when I leave school? Where am I going to go? What job am I going to do? But in that book, it talks about how we can help their faith stick and journey with them. We already know there is so much of what we need to see people grow and flourish in the family of God inside that curiously different bunch of folks sitting here every Sunday. Yes, all of you. Um, So... In that research, you know, looking at these books, Sticky Faith and all the books Rachel's written and many others, I've got a few more here about intergenerational stuff, blending, everything. It was amazing. And then along with my own five children and the benefit for them of having five adults in their life journeying with them, alongside Andy and me still, you know, as their parents... I've learned as much as they spend all their time with us, we can't do everything. And we've been so blessed that our children have had mentors from our church and from our our community and from our friendship groups. And Parenting for Faith has given us five key tools to journey with our young people, but also don't forget with each other, because some, you know, we may have someone walk through our door who's my age, who's 80, who's 100, and they still don't know. In fact, we heard about a 92-year-old who hadn't known Jesus. And these tools will work for everyone. They're an amazing, simplified guide. Um, A great example for our whole church to share gifts, serve, and support each other. The key tools are um, creating windows, framing, unwinding, chat and catch, and surfing the waves. Now, you've probably heard myself, Andy, and also Catherine talk about these, these key tools over the last few years. And next term, we are going to look at them a bit more in depth. Although if you want to find out about them sooner, here's my plug. Uh, We have got a Parenting for Faith course running starting on the 12th of September. And we do it online. So you don't even need to get a babysitter if you've got children or get a dog sitter or whatever. You can join us online. And uh, we talk about the key tools and how to use them in your life. So we can also create opportunities for groups to come together from time to time. So these are just, you know, battle with me later if I've got any wrong, but these are a few ideas that have been going around in my head for a number of years now. 
For example, home group socials, mums and tots coming to Oasis, the youth group offering tech workshop to the over 60s, that, although I think the over 60s quite know their stuff nowadays. The men's group challenging the youth to football. Um, inviting people in, what about a church version of Take Your Kid to Work Day? And in Wavemakers, our kids' club, every now and then we invite the parents to join in. Invite kids to the parents' home group. Teens to Oasis. Girls to the Ladies' Day or prayer group. The over-60s to the youth group. I mean, Andy and I are there anyway, so <laughs> come and join us. Um, and uh, you get the picture. So just by sitting here with young people around us or young Christians around us, we can all learn and grow our, on our journeys together. So what I'd like to do right now, just a really short thing that you can then continue after the service while you're buying cakes to support Grace going off to YCC, is... I'd love you now to find someone to share what your gift is. Now, at the moment, my husband's probably cringing in his seat because he won't want to talk to anyone, but there's plenty of people around him, as there is around you. And share what your gift is, or where would you, where would you like to serve, what you do serve in, in your church life, or something about yourself. But instead of sharing it with the person next to you, I'm going to go a little bit crazy. Um, I would like you to share it with someone who is at least 15 years older or younger than you, if you can. So the challenge is, Joe, Taz and Grace are not going to sit there. They're going to come around and find people people that are younger or older than them. And the same for you all. But I'm only going to give you a couple of minutes because you can do it after, like I said, over tea and coffee. Let's be intentional, okay? So, a couple of minutes. Go and find someone, younger or older. Tell them who you are, what your gift is, or where you serve in, or what you love, or encourage them. Go on, <laughs> move.
Okay, right. Find your seat if you moved. Okay, isn't it great to talk to other people and get to know them and share what you love, hear what they love? By knowing what their gifts are, you get to know more about them. And also now, we may be a little bit braver when we're buying cakes or having tea and coffee to just chat to someone else. Go and talk to them. Be encouraging. Be loving. We are family. <laughs> Sal will do a little thing later. Excellent. So we, <laughs> we can have fun together. We can encourage each other and learn from each other as well. And discipleship is about belonging as much as it is about learning. By creating environments where people can have fun together, you break down barriers, which helps us get to know each other and our gifts. If we have a regular program of varied socials, you'll find that people will start to come along, even when that session's not something they particularly enjoy. And Sundays are the day when we all come together but ironically, it's often the day that we have very little time to just be and get to know each other. Andy has already, though, been giving us the opportunity to spend time as a family together on Sundays with his fun afternoons. I'm trying to do that because he's put it in capital letters. Fun. <laughs> um, and it is an amazing idea. It is an amazing opportunity. And some don't suit us. Some may not be right. We've got other things to do after. But with us doing them once a month, there's going to be one or two that you'll be able to make it to. Now, it's okay to come to ones you're not sure about. I mean, I actually didn't go to the one I wasn't sure about. It was Star Wars. What was it, a quiz? A quiz. I mean, I've watched the films, but there is nothing retained in here about Star Wars. And the whole idea of it, for me, was terrifying. And I didn't go. And I felt so bad, because I suddenly realized that was an opportunity. I could have met someone else. Okay, they might have been into Star Wars, but we could have found something, you know, that we could talk about or learn from each other. And, uh, but we can miss that one as well. That's the other thing I was thinking about. As much as I felt guilty, it was okay that I missed it. I was able to make another one. So try something new out and get to that know others that we do see most weeks. I don't get a chance to talk to most of you on a Sunday, and there are still some of you here that I don't know even though you feel like you know me from the online services through the pandemic. But go on, do.
do join us for some church family fun. And finally, we are very good at keeping ourselves to ourselves. I'm excellent at it, at being on my own, being quiet, which my husband might disagree with because apparently I talk too much in his world. Um, The easiest way to counter that is to speak about it from the front. I don't necessarily mean here. I mean to other people. In this church, we believe God has put us together to do life, and everyone has a part to play. We're a family, a real one, that mucks in together and learns from each other. So don't be shy. God's placed you here in this church for a reason. There are people he wants you to connect with and do life with. And it's just like our own families. My husband and I have just had um, our eldest son and his family. And his two children are under two. (laughs) And, And it was really, really fun and really, really lovely. But we would shut the door of the caravan at night and just go... Or how did we do that with our five when they were growing up? But it was still amazing and lovely because we were together. So what I'd like you to do now, another bit of interactive stuff here, guys, is under the first chair of every row, there's some paper and pens, hopefully enough for everyone, And we're going to pray for each other using a paper aeroplane. So, guys in the corner, come out of the corner. Come and join in our paper aeroplane prayers. Now, let me talk you through what we're going to do, okay? Now, one of the things that is dearest to me about being part of a church family is knowing that when I have a prayer need I can pass it on and my family here will be standing with me in prayer we have seen some amazing answers to prayer we've heard some as well sometimes they're immediate sometimes we wait in faith to see the answer unfold an interesting one for my husband and I this week It was just me chatting to God on a journey that we decided to take very short notice because our number two son decided at very short notice to get married. And we got in the car at one o'clock. Was it one o'clock? About one o'clock. We got in the car and it was supposed to be an hour and 50 minutes to get to where they were getting married. And... My husband drove very fast. (laughs) There were a lot of uh, traffic jams because it was bank holiday weekend Friday and a lot of challenges. But through that, I was praying because God can answer prayers instantly as well. And through that prayer, we we didn't know where we're going. We hadn't been there. I mean, he'd been there for his stag do about 20 years ago, but we haven't been there since. And we were lost. 
but we ha I had somehow snuck a conversation or, or a sentence into my son saying, where are you now? And he said, oh, we're in O'Neill's pub getting changed. Okay, have fun, bye. And as we pulled into the center of town, Andy nearly drove up a one-way street that we would have definitely got a fine on because it was for taxis and buses, and he managed to do a quick sterling turn and uh, get us up this road. And we're going up this road, only 200 yards, and he went, that's the pub. And I went, that's the town hall. And then I went, and that's a parking space. And there we were. And I was just like, thank you, God, thank you, God. And he's like, bleh, bleh. it was just luck. But God provided that space for us. Not only did he provide that, it was Ringo. I had it on my phone. I tapped him for the parking. It was £6.20 for two hours. That was all we needed. Because after we'd surprised them and the wedding had happened... 10 minutes to the moment that we had to get out of our parking place, they were all ready to go. And we got in the car and we went. And God is so good in those tiny little things. He is so good. So now I can see some of you have made your planes, some of you haven't, and both is good, both is fine. And what I'd like you to do, because we're going to pray for our church family, you can either write your name only on the plane, and when it gets caught, that person will pray for you. You could also um, draw a picture as well of yourself, if you want to do it that way. Now, when you're ready and you've written your name on it, make your plane. If you've made your plane, that's fine. Write your name on your plane. And when I say go, we're going to throw our plane up for someone else to catch and reach out and grab it. And you are then going to spend a moment praying for the person on that plane and invite the Holy Spirit to touch them today. And I'm going to give the band the opportunity to fire out their planes. But then if you could come up, I did ask you, Joseph, if you could play Spirit of the Living God again, please, while we pray. Okay. So... Are we all ready? Put your hand up if you're not ready. Put your hand down when you are ready, okay? Keep them up until you're ready. Right with one hand. Fold with one hand. Okay, I'll give you a couple more seconds. That plane's looking really good, Claire. <laughs> okay, and when you're ready, if you'd all like to stand up, Find a way that your plane can make it to other people because I don't want every single one hitting me, okay? So sort of arch yourself around so you can fire your planes off. Ready, steady, go! Woo! <laughs> okay, if you haven't caught a plane, go and grab one.
Make sure it's not yours. That's it. Grab a plane. Oh, have I got one? Thank you. Okay. So now if you want, could spend a moment, take your seat and spend a moment praying for that person on the paper and invite the Holy Spirit to touch them today. We're praying for that name. God has got it. But we're going to do a bit more in a minute, okay? Thank you for listening. To find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.